0: Uncle Roland's Pleasure
1: Place. (laughs) Episode 11 You will remember Deborah and Derek had just returned from the moon to find Charlie had been taken to the Nookie Hole.
0: in the wash. Follow us and don't get lost. Follow us and don't get lost.
1: The grinsters were back, flying around Deborah and Derek, winking with their big eye and smiling with their big mouth. The nooky hole is in the wash. What are the grinsters talking about? Deborah asked. I don't know, said Derek, but I suppose we have to follow them. The grinsters flew across the purple grass, past the entrance to the Forest of Colours, past the big white hospital, past the restaurant towards a big high hill covered in the purple grass. And in front of the hill was a car with a house on the roof. Charlie's car. The
0: Knocky Hole, the Knocky Hole In you go, but don't be so In you go, but don't be so
1: The grinsters, flew higher in the air, so high they were able to pass right over the top of the hill and away to help other children. Behind Charlie's car and in the side of the hill was a big hole, the nookie hole. Before they even stepped into the hole they could hear the machines. Deborah looked at Derek before she could even ask what the noise was. A voice cracked out from a loudspeaker above their heads. So, now you have been naughty, what have you done? You've not been naughty, called Derek. What, 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 what? You've not been naughty? No, said Derek. Then go away. Go, 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 go away. We've come to see Charlie, said Derek. Charlie's been naughty. Charlie lost Deborah on the moon. Now go away. No, said Deborah. I'm Deborah. He has not lost me. I'm back from the moon. What, 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 what? It's true, said Derek. Charlie has not been naughty. Hmm. 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 <laughs> hmm. Then you had better go and get him out. Out of what? Asked Derek. Number 10 on the right. What is number 10? asked Deborah. I don't know, said the loudspeaker. I'm just a loudspeaker. The nookie hole did not look very nice. It was just a big black hole in the side of a hill where even the purple grass that covered the hill was all black and tatty around the entrance to the hole. The sun had gone in and the wind started to blow. the place very miserable indeed. As Deborah and Derek entered, the noise got louder and louder and there in front of them was an astonishing sight. On both sides, stretching as far as they could see, were washing machines. Yes, washing machines. But inside the washing machines, going around and around was not clothes being washed, but children. "'What on earth's happening?' cried Deborah. "'I think I know,' said Derek. "'Because all the children in the washing machines have been naughty, "'they're having all the naughtiness washed out of them.' "'I wouldn't like that,' said Deborah. "'Neither would I,' said Derek. "'So it'd better not be naughty.' "'They walked, counting down the row of washing machines, until they reached number 10. Looking through the window in front of the machine was Charlie, going slowly around and around. Hello, shouted Charlie. We've come to get you out, said Derek. Good, said Charlie. This soap doesn't taste very nice. Charlie was covered in soap, and each time he spoke, he blew bubbles. The machine had four different colour buttons on the top, a red button, a green button, a blue button, and a white button. We have to press one of those buttons to get him out, said Derek. But which one? Deborah ran her fingers over the four buttons. Derek did not answer, but reached across and pressed the blue button. The machine stopped. But just for a moment, and then it started. Much faster. Stop it, Gil, Charlie! Derek had put the machine into a sponge. and Charlie was going around so fast his feet were catching up with his head. Stop it, yelled Charlie again. Derek quickly pressed the blue button again. The machine slowed down. Phew, cried Charlie. That was nasty. I feel as though my bottom is on top of my head. Deborah reached across and pressed the green button. Oh no, stop, Shouted Derek. Now Charlie is being rinsed. Charlie was almost disappearing under a great gush of water. Deborah banged the green button again and the water stopped. There's only the red and white buttons left to press, said Derek. Well, red usually means danger. So Derek put his finger on the white button. Shall I press it? Deborah stepped back very worried. Pressing the white button could turn on the washing machine's heater and turn Charlie into toast. Derek took a deep breath and pressed the white button. The washing machine door had clicked open and Charlie stepped out. Now, i feel so good said charlie i think every bit of naughtiness has been washed out of me but you weren't very naughty said deborah i still should not have pushed you so high on the swing charlie was looking very bright and clean after his visit to the washing machine come on i will take you to the whizzing tower charlie opened the car door it's great fun derrick did not like the sound of the whizzing tower he had fallen off the moon had a peanut in his ear, lost his shoe, been captured by a tree and tickled in the tickling field. That, he thought, was enough for one day. Haven't you got somewhere a bit more peaceful? Deborah had fallen off the moon as well, had an argument with some musical instruments, ate a lunch under a hat, and played tennis against the best tennis player in the world, and she really did not want to go to the whizzing tower either. She certainly did not want to whiz whatever that was. "'Then how about going to the rubble room?' said Charlie. "'That sounded too noisy as well, "'so both children shook their heads. "'Stop!' shouted Derek. "'The car skidded to a stop in front of a big sign. "'Written across the top were the words "'The Talking Orchard.' "'Now that sounds a bit more peaceful,' said Deborah. "'Let's go in there.' "'Yes,' said Derek.' I think I might have a rest under one of the trees. Well, said Charlie, it is very nice in the talking orchard, and the trees don't only grow fruit, but they talk to you. Talking trees? Derek thought that was very funny. But, warned Charlie, whatever you do, don't pick any of the fruit from any of the trees. Why is that? Derek thought it was a funny thing to say. Because all the fruit in the orchard belongs to Uncle Roland (coughs) and only Uncle Roland is allowed to eat the fruit in the orchard. Come on! Deborah opened the car door and with Derek went through the gate of the talking orchard. Derek noticed something straight away, something that was very unusual. Some of the trees were growing apples, some had pears, some had apricots, and some even had walnuts on their branches. In fact, every tree in the orchard was growing a different fruit.
0: Roll up, roll up, come and have one of my
1: apples. An apple tree was shouting at them. Oh, thank you, Deborah reached out to take an apple. Stop, shouted Derek. Remember what Charlie said? You mustn't eat any of the fruit in the orchard. Sadly, Deborah pulled her hand back. The apples did look juicy and red and appetising. Now, appetising is a long word, but do you know what it means? It means you have seen something you want to eat. You think it will taste nice, like an ice cream or a piece of chocolate. So because you want it, It is appetising. If you are looking at a slice of lemon, you know that will not taste nice. So you will not want to eat it. Because it's not appetising. And that is called unappetizing, which is an even longer word. Here. Over here. Now a cherry tree was calling at them. My cherries taste much better than those old apples. The cherry tree was waving its cherries at them. Don't you call my apples old. I only grew them a week ago and they don't have stones in the middle and they are bigger than your little cherries. Don't you speak to me like that. The cherry tree lifted one of its branches and then do you know what it did? It shot two of its cherries at the apple tree. (whistles) Ouch! Now the apple tree lifted one of its branches. One with three apples on it. And then do you know what it did? It shook the apples into the air. And they all landed on the cherry tree. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. The booming voice came from behind them. Deborah and Derek turned around. The tree that was shouting was the same size as the apple and cherry tree. But the fruit on its branches was much bigger Big and yellow and round. If you don't stop arguing, I shall bump you with my fruit. Oh no, squealed the apple tree. Please, no, squeaked the cherry tree. There is only one fruit that is yellow and bigger than an apple. An apricot is yellow, but it is much smaller than an apple. A peach is yellow, but that's smaller as well. So do you know what tree has big yellow fruit? It's me. I'm a grapefruit. The grapefruit tree was swaying towards the apple and cherry trees. The apple and cherry trees were swaying away from the grapefruit tree in case it did indeed bump them with its grapefruits. I think we should move on, said Deborah. Yes, Derek agreed. We don't want to get involved in a fruit war. (laughs) Give you two of my apricots and one of your peaches. Further down the path, two trees were talking to each other. They both had lovely ripe fruit that smelt very nice, and the apricot tree was waving two of its apricots towards the peach tree. So the peach tree started to wave two of its peaches at the apricot tree. This can't go on, said the peach tree. I agree, said the apricot tree. We can't go on waving our nice smelling fruit all day to get rid of that awful stink. It was true. Derek and Deborah could smell the lovely scent of the apricots and peaches but also in between there was a horrible smell and it was coming from between the peach and apricot trees. I can't help stinking. On the ground between the two trees was 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 a Can you guess? What plant stinks when it grows and stinks even worse when you cook it, but tastes quite nice when you eat it? Which is the plant most children do not like eating? You don't know? Well, it's a plant that is called a vegetable. And I love stinking. And it's called a cabbage. That's me, kids. That's me. If I didn't stink, no one would notice me. Pooh said the apricot tree. Pooh said the peach tree. We notice you. We could pick the cabbage up and move it, said Deborah. I don't think we should. Derek held his nose. The cabbage really did smell awful. If we can't eat the fruit, I don't think we should move anything either, said Derek.
0: So you're not going to help us get rid of that stinky poo?
1: No, said Derek. We can't, said Deborah. Poo, 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 poo. All day long. It's awful. If the peach tree could have jumped up and down, it would have. Supposing, said Derek, we could take the cabbage away, what do you think would happen? We would smell nice all the time, said the apricot tree. Yes, all the time. And, said Derek. And what? What would you do apart from smell nice, Deborah asked. The peach tree and the apricot tree went very quiet. Err, not much. We trees can't do much, except grow fruit, grumbled the peach tree. So if the cabbage wasn't here, you would have nothing to talk about. That's right, said the apricot tree. Yes, I think you would better leave the cabbage where it is. Then we can go on complaining about the smell. Derek and Deborah turned around. A tree was shaking behind them. I feel so stupid. The tree behind them was really upset. It was shaking all its leaves and swaying from side to side. What's wrong, asked Derek. Why are you so upset, asked Deborah. Because I keep growing lemons. But you grow lemons because you're a lemon tree, said Deborah. Deborah was able to say that because she knew what a lemon tree looked like grow lemons and nobody eats them because lemons are bitter and very sour. Why can't I grow banana? It seemed to Deborah and Derek all the fruit trees in Uncle Roland's orchard seemed to have problems. If you grew bananas, said Derek, how would people make lemonade? Or bake lemon cakes, asked Deborah. Or squeeze lemon juice, said Derek. You can't get much juice out of a banana. The lemon tree suddenly spread out its branches and seemed to stretch a bit higher. Oh, yes, yeah. the juice from that apple tree doesn't taste a bit like my juice. The lemon tree shook its lemons merrily. Exactly, said Deborah. Exactly, said Derek. Exactly, said the apple tree. Let me give you a lemon. The lemon tree leaned forward and offered Derek one of its lemons. This is to say thank you for letting me know how important I am. Derek didn't really want a lemon, but if he refused, it would upset the lemon tree. So he stretched forward and the lemon tree dropped one of its lemons into his hands. Outside the orchard, Charlie heard the noise. That was the sound of someone taking fruit from a tree in the orchard. That was totally forbidden. He opened his eyes wide, he opened his mouth wide, he put his hands to his ears and he bent forward and fright. Someone was in trouble. Someone was in big trouble. Deborah and Derek were the only two children in the orchard. Charlie took a long drink from his bottle of ouch. His friends were in trouble. Big, big, big trouble. Deborah and Derek have taken fruit from the lemon tree in Uncle Roland's private orchard. Charlie told them, Charlie told them not to. Oh dear, what will happen? Listen to the next episode of Uncle Roland's Pleasure Place.